Hello and welcome to Planet A, an independent radio program here on KZUM Community Radio Station, where we explore the relationship between humans and the rest of nature. Planet A features interviews and reports relating to climate change and our general natural environment, typically through a Nebraska lens. My name is Annie Bowling. This week is a completion of last week's program, so part two of the interview with Mitchell Lyon, who is the executive director of Prairie Plains Resource Institute, and Sarah Bailey, who's the naturalist educator and greenhouse manager also at Prairie Plains Resource Institute, which is located in Aurora, Nebraska, but does work all over the state to preserve, maintain, and restore native prairies and wetlands on its own land and on private and public land. The Prairie Plains website says that grasslands are disappearing and are one of the most underprotected ecosystems in the world. We heard from Sarah in the first chunk last week that about 1 or 2% of our tall grass prairie remains. The tall grass prairie runs through the southeastern and eastern portion of Nebraska. So where we are here in Lincoln, Nebraska, that's where tall grass prairies would be. But we don't have many of them left. They're not very visible. They've been replaced by farmland and development. And so let's hear now from uh, Sarah Bailey in this second chunk about prairie restoration and conservation, a little bit more about history and education and uh, how, how people can get involved and find out more. Thanks so much to Mitchell and Sarah, and thank you for listening. This is Planet A. Let's hear from Sarah Bailey. Okay, and then speaking of goals, I was curious, too, on that, if Prairie Plains has specific goals on restoration figures, acres, you know, or if you don't really specify that. Yeah, actually, if, if you don't mind, I might step back a little bit yeah. and, and just give a little history and, and kind of talk about the process a little bit. Yeah, let's do um, that. And kind of jump, okay. jump into that. But um, yeah, so with, uh, at the beginning, Mitchell uh, kind of mentioned a little bit about, you know, Prairie Plains history, where we uh, began over 40 years ago. Um, you know, Bill and Jan Whitney, as founders of the organization, had that that vision to restore um, prairie areas in Nebraska um, and also to bring people out to those as well um, and educate uh, folks about the prairie. And so, um, you know, the restoration aspect of, of what we're doing today looked a lot different back then. And, um, you know, Bill started really slow with that process. Um, there wasn't really any sort of prairie restoration work happening in Nebraska at that point in the early 80s. And so kind of ahead of that, he had explored some areas in in the Chicago or um, areas in Illinois and also in Wisconsin, um, where restoration work had been occurring for a number of years. Um, So he, you know, saw what was happening there, was excited about that, and brought some of those ideas back to Nebraska. Um, And so he started looking at at the native plant species that are, you know, still here in Nebraska, both on remnant prairies uh, or even roadsides, and slowly over time compiled a list of of all the species that would be appropriate for different types of prairie sites, um, mostly in central and eastern Nebraska. And so that work started really small. There's an area um, that you know, anybody is welcome to come visit uh, actually in Aurora. It's a very small preserve that we have called Lincoln Creek Prairie. And so that was where some of the first restoration work took place, um, was was on the edge of the Aurora here. 
um, along Lincoln Creek. And so um, it's just a few acres that over, you know, a few years in the 80s um, that Bill worked on restoring. And the result is, is really pretty awesome. Um, and to see that after, you know, more than 35 years of, of development over time is, is really exciting. Um, so that was kind of the early start. And it wasn't actually until the late 90s and, and early 2000s, um, you know, after doing a lot of small projects that that work um, ramped up for Prairie Plains. And so um, there was a lot of interest um, starting then. There was a grant written with um, uh, Nebraska Game and Parks. Uh, at that time uh, to really bolster, you know, restoration work that was going to happen along the Platte River, the central Platte River. Um, and so the number of acres started growing and, and they uh, were able to restore a number of areas there. And then from there, the work just uh, started taking off. And so um, to date, uh, we've restored over 13,000 acres in Nebraska. And um, to kind of speak to your question too, and, and kind of our goals or, or what we looked to do, um, it, it just depends on, you know, what's happening at, at, in a given year or at a given time. Um, so a lot of our restoration work is with partnering organizations or through the Natural Resources Conservation Service programs. And so um, we'll restore areas on conservation partner lands. Um, the Natural Resources Conservation Service programs uh, actually provide landowners and farmers um, ways to still get paid um, to take land out of production. Um, those are usually, you know, marginal farmlands. A lot of them, um, like the projects we work on within the Wetland Reserve Easements or WRE, um, those are usually marginal lands that they'll take out of production um, and we will go in and then uh, be able to plant high diversity prairie and wetland in some of those areas. Um, so it's a mixture of, of that work with conservation partners um, through the NRCS program and then also, you know, private landowners and, and work on our own preserves as well. Um, so a number of our, our preserves also have restorations on them from cropland as well. And the potential to restore these areas is, is really exciting. So um, what we're doing, what that looks like essentially is we're harvesting seed from many different native plants. We actually end up harvesting um, seed from over 225 plants or so in a given year. And so those are both prairie and wetland uh, species. And so we're creating mixes then from, from those seeds uh, that are applied to specific areas. And we can tailor those seed mixes uh, to specific sites, whether it's wetland or upland prairie or you know, sites that might have sandy soil um, or things like that. And so uh, we make all those considerations on, on where those species will do best um, and then broadcast seed those sites. And so any given mix that we make for those sites might have, say, you know, up to 100 or 125 species um, within some of those mixes. And so um, our role kind of with restoration work in Nebraska is, is doing this high diversity restoration where we're trying to get as many species as possible um, to restore those areas that need it. Um, the other part of that is we're also uh, working to collect all the seed locally. Uh, both in central and eastern Nebraska. And so we consider our work then to be local ecotype 
uh, to this region. And basically that means that we're, you know, harvesting plants locally, they're going to have local genetics and be well adapted to the areas that we're planting them back into as well. That is so cool. So the preserves are probably prairies that you're preserving that were already prairies. And then the restoring is taking what might just be actual row crops, monocrops, farmland, and taking that out and broadcasting those seed, seeds that you're talking about? Yeah, yeah. And so, yeah, to speak to our um, preserves, a lot of those are, you know, at least a good chunk of it is native prairie. Um, so something that's never, never been plowed, and, but we work to manage those for uh, the health of the prairie to ensure, um, you know, our management is right. We'll do prescribed burning and uh, a grazing program on those that, you know, mimic historically what would happen across the prairie. Those disturb disturbances of fire and grazing are actually um, really good for the prairie and it's adapted to those, those events over time. Um, and so our management includes that, but then we also have restorations on some of those preserves as well um, that showcase what can be done when you, you know, have cropland um, that you can then take out of production and, and put it into a native planting. And how long does that process take if you're in, in the instance of taking uh, cropland out of production and sowing those seeds and establishing those plants and getting it to uh, a place of vitality? How long does that take? Yeah, that's a great question. So it's it's really amazing to, to watch that process and actually it, it can happen fairly quickly in, in some instances, uh, more so than, than other places. If you think of restoring uh, forests or places like that, that would take a lot longer. Um, but as far as our restoration work goes, we usually say, you know, there's about a three to five year span after planting um, that it's going to take to really, you know, work through that that kind of succession. So in the early years, you're going to have, you know, in the first couple of years, you're going to have a lot of annual weeds that are just there um, that are going to come in and, and colonize areas where there's a lot of space, a lot of maybe excess nitrogen in the soil and things like that. Um, so they're going to colonize a lot of those areas. Um, but then, you know, over the next few years, you know, th the third year, fourth year into the fifth year, that's when you start really seeing the area take shape um, and look more like a kind of a native prairie ecosystem. So um, a lot of the plants that you would find out in a prairie, um, a lot of the native plants are perennials. And so they take their time uh, to establish. And so, you know, they're really going to put a lot of effort into root production at first, and then grow more above ground after that. And so that's why it takes, you know, a little bit of patience and, and time to get there. But after about, you know, that three to five year mark, um, things really start looking pretty neat. And then, you know, you see more development even after that, you know, there's some, what we would call early successional species in a restoration that, that you know, maybe are a little shorter lived, but come in right away um, you know, do really well. And then over time as, as more of maybe the longer lived species um, that take, you know, more time to establish, start coming in, then those kind of fade out a little bit. Um, so it's the really interesting process to watch um, and very cool to start seeing results where you see, you know, insects coming in that you might only see 
in areas that have a lot of native plants or in native prairie, you start to see them come into these um, prairie restorations, you know, as well as grassland birds start to return to those areas. So it's a pretty, pretty cool process to, to watch and, and uh, get to be a part of. Absolutely. It's really cool that it is a relatively quick turnaround, like you said, comparing, comparing to forests. That's um, a neat benefit to see. Yeah, yeah. And it takes, you know, that's not to say it doesn't take a lot of effort too, um, but but you know, that turnaround is is shorter than than restoring some ecosystem ecosystems for sure. But mm-hmm. you know, of course it takes time after that, um, you know, to go through that process and then also with proper management. Um, that's really key to restoring a lot of these areas too, is that um, you know, there's some sort of plan in place where um, you know maybe a landowner or the conservation organization, whoever it is, is going to consider um, something like burning certain areas or grazing, or that could be um, modified a bit if if some of those things are hard to do with maybe mowing certain areas at a certain time, um, you know, or haying or something like that. So management can be really critical to, you know, keep a lot of weed trees or or woody plants from invading certain areas or non-native plants from coming in. So, um, you know, that takes a lot of effort, but, but it's well worth all of that. Excellent. Well, I know there's a lot more we could talk about with all of this, um, but for the sake of time, let's just focus on wrapping up with Prairie Plains Resource Institute and the work they do, the vision you have with it as a team. Um, what else, I'm leaving it really open-ended if that's okay, but what else would you maybe want to cover? Yeah, I, I think the final piece to um, kind of what we've talked about already today is is maybe just a little bit on education um, and what we, we have to offer and, and hope that people will will come out and enjoy some of these areas and, and to invite folks out to do that. Um, so we do have, you know, hiking events typically throughout the year that we'll be getting back into now after the last year. Um, so we do invite people to come out on on hikes, usually Saturday mornings um, to enjoy the prairie and see some different areas within our region. So, you know, Gerloff Prairie, um, the Sherman Ranch. Uh, so, you know, those are really great opportunities to get involved. We also have uh, flagship uh, education program called SOAR that's been going on for over 30 years now. And so that's for elementary age uh, students from third to sixth grade, um, where we get them out into, you know, the prairie environment, into the Platte River. Um, so it's a nature day camp where they just get to experience uh, everything out there. Um, they do insect netting and catch, you know, fish and, and tadpoles and things in the, in the wetlands and in the Platte River. And so they investigate all of that um, with a lot of guest presenters and and people that come in and and help them learn uh, about what they're seeing. So um, it's a great way for kids, you know, in our area and kind of our region to come to that and then connect to the landscape. Um, So they they find something they really are interested in and love uh, when they're out in the prairie or out in the Platte River. Um, So it's, it's a really fun program to be a part of. Uh, we also have two other education programs that are built on top of that, our Youth Naturalist Program and our Young Nebraska Ecologist Program, which are for uh, middle and high school students, respectively. And so, uh, you know, similar to our SOAR program, we're uh, getting those kids outdoors to have outdoor experiences 
um, you know, learn from folks in the field that, that work in the field of conservation and natural resources, um, and also to participate in outdoor recreation activities like kayaking um, and also backpacking. So, um, so those are kind of our, our suite of programs. We're looking, of course, at expanding that as we go um, with the education center coming open there's going to be more opportunities for other groups um, you know in the conservation realm or you know with universities or colleges to come in and and use that space as well um, you know for for their programs or for research or things like that so we're very excited also too about what the future looks like um, for education as well across the landscape well great i think we we covered you know, at least the four pillars in a summarized way of, of what Prairie Plains Resource Institute is doing. And I think this is a good place to, to wrap up. If you think so, is there anything else that you would like to add? Just thank you for, for having us on. And um, yeah, we if you want to get in touch with us or visit any of the Prairie Preserves or learn more, um, feel free to contact us. Um, our information is on our website, prairieplains.org. Um, and we're happy to, to get in touch with you and, and help you find your prairie. Perfect. Great. Well, thank you so much. Thanks for your time. Thank you. Yep. Thanks for care. having us. Thank, thank you, Annie. Yes. Take care. Bye. Bye. All right, this has been another episode of Planet A. We just heard from Mitchell Lyon, the executive director of the Prey Plains Resource Institute, and Sarah Bailey, who's the naturalist educator and greenhouse manager, also at Prairie Plains Resource Institute. Thanks so much for tuning in. Thanks for supporting your community radio station. Take care of yourself, the earth, and each other. My name is Annie Bowling for KZUM.